Good evening, Foam Flingers! You've tuned in for another exciting, wonderful episode of uh, Foam After Dark, because uh, that's what we do here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and... ...hesitation before you said Foam After Dark. <laughs> there was a long hesitation. I was fiddling with knobs and meddling with our chicken wire and duct tape that we used to keep this show together. <laughs> We already said it's 100 mile an hour tape or gaffer's tape. I think it's quality stuff, not just duct tape. Indeed. Well then, go ahead and get into it. Uh, tonight we actually have a, um, I don't want to say a controversial show, but definitely there's some stuff going on in the hobby that needs to be addressed. So we're going to go ahead and address that first. Uh, unless you, there's any projects or anything you want to throw out there, uh, Blaster, that you've been working on or dealing with or want attention pointed uh, to mm, other than uh i put my first youtube video up finally yes you did so, congratulations that, thanks and that just uh we did some shooting footage of the the of the titan rockets that bnr mods made mm -hmm. yeah they, they were pretty cool I'm, I'm not gonna lie i've uh okay that's a problem una momento por favor <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on, just one little second. You remember that that problem I was complaining about with Discord? Well, it happened oh, again. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, there we go. We are back now officially, and uh, that's how you guys know it's real, and that's how you know it's live because uh, we don't pull any punches. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and go into the first topic. And once again, Blaster at Arms just uh, put out his first uh, YouTube video. I'll just reiterate in case it was cut off for anybody who was. Uh, Tried to follow, which I do apologize. Um, yeah, it's uh, basically more details on the Titan rockets that he put out there. I'm sorry, that he purchased uh, last, I'll say last week, because we do episode weekly. So yeah, yes. uh, first YouTube video, definitely go check it out. Cool there. But anyway, the first topic. Uh, the first topic is actually, it's arguably not foam related but i'll go ahead and bring it oh, up no this is this is very foam related well i'll say arguably yeah. but yeah we'll, we'll get into it okay so there was this video that was brought to my attention by none other than mr walcom s7 himself um and he was asking what people felt about this uh there's this gentleman here named mike luke mike michael lucas he has been in the uh sporting hobby uh, in regards to like airsoft, paintball, um, a couple of other areas, but uh, he he knows what's going on, and I'll let Blaster kind of take over as far as um, why this is important and why we should be concerned. Uh, well, it's important because uh, late last year, uh, toys uh, and replica uh, um, firearms were regulated by the Department of Commerce, and late last year they decided someone. Uh, in Congress decided it was better that they are regulated by the Consumer Product Safety Commission and also known as the CPSC. And uh, I have a lot of contempt for this organization. Uh, this bureaucracy of our government has done a lot of not good things mm -hmm. and they work very hard to turning our country into a nanny state. Um, these are the nagging Nancys, the street Karens, the no fun bobs of the planet, and they are all collected together in one government unit called the CPSC. Um, and so there you go. That's, I voiced my content for the CPSC <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah, and, and that's me. So. And I'm being nice. Like bots heard some of the stuff I said before, <laughs> and, and I'm being nice right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this civil. Yeah, because this, this issue though. really irritates me um that this that that bureaucracy really irritates me the cpsc is mm -hmm. is not good yeah um but basically so now uh -huh. go ahead yeah so now they're in charge of um regulating uh the, the the new regulation is the marking of toy lookalike and imitation firearms and nerf toys are there right it's a toy it's talking about toy firearms, lookalike firearms, imitation firearms. That firearms word encapsulates all of it. And that is uh, a imitation or lookalike firearm is pretty much uh, described before as a stick with a grip 
and a trigger. And if it has something even closely approximately resembling those things, then it is uh, a firearm. Even if it's a toy, lookalike, imitation. Yeah. That's what this is covered. So this includes our bless, our, our, our foam blasters. Our very, <laughs> yes, our, uh, I got tongue tied there for a second. <laughs> no worries. Our, our beloved blasters. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, it's all because, um, like I said, this gentleman, Michael, uh, Michael Lucas, he is involved in the, uh, he knows people that are getting things done and he wanted to bring attention to this. And I'll uh, go ahead and play this one little area here, which was a great concern to myself, uh, as well as another, a number of other people in the hobby, which is essentially, did you guys hear that high impact nerf? That means that people are already aware of the, the, the crap that we've been doing. <laughs> And what he's referring to is a conversation that he was having, a phone call that he was having with people from the CPSC, and they were having a conversation back and forth, and they were asking about specifically airsoft, paintball, gel ball, and high-impact nerf. Um, so, awesome. We, we're on their radar now, and that really <laughs> sucks. Well, we can say we made it, Ma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. Let, let's have a parade. Um, yeah, the, the the real reason why this is concerning, and, you know, and I'm not trying to be an alarmist. I don't think anybody is trying to be an alarmist, but this needs to be something that uh, we speak out about, and there actually is a um, document that's put out there where you can go and comment on it. I'll put a link to it, of course, down below. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on, uh, or listening to us rather on any of our, uh, audio podcast places, I'll put a link to this as well. We have until June 12th, I believe to comment on this and hopefully try to get this repealed. Um, that, that is correct. So how, how this works is the, uh, they have, um, they have issued this proposal, um, for regulation and it is open for comment and uh go surprise they fast track this one which means that the comment window is very small and if your comment is not in by june 12th your comment will not matter because there's not even like the icon to comment goes away mm -hmm. so it's very important i, I would um it's very important that to take the time and and i know that video is kind of long it's uh, yeah I believe, it's about 30 it, like 28 or 32 minutes yeah, 32 yeah so minutes. right around 30 minutes mm -hmm. but uh watch the video uh, th they are referring to things about airsoft and paintball and we might say oh well that's airsoft and paintball but you know there's a pretty famous poem and it starts with first they came for the communists but i wasn't a communist so i didn't speak up yeah but you can already see even in the conversations they had with them that we're on the list um, and it's not to be alarmist. It's not to be doomsday. Mm -hmm. The end of the world is nigh. It's, hey, uh, this is our government. There is still some measure of by, for, and of the people. Mm -hmm. And this is our opportunity to really capitalize on that. Um, and uh, and to so watch the video, go to the link, read the regulation, and, and apply a comment. Um, and there is, uh, in fact, just a few hours ago on our nerf, mm -hmm. uh, Tinkershot had posted a very well worded article. And in that article, there is a link to the regulations and there's a link to two Google Drive docs that uh, have kind of a cookie cutter response that you can copy and paste uh, and submit as your comment. Uh, and please, I just really urge people to do this. Um, the sooner, the better. And tell your tell your friends in the hobby about this. Tell the tell your people in your club about it. Tell your aunts and uncles about it. Like, you know, tell other people that have kids that play Nerf. Say, hey, you know what? Uh, your kid might be too young to come out to our games, but if they ever want that opportunity, if you ever want that opportunity for them, you should probably. Um, get on there and say yeah. something. And I think the only requirement is 
uh, that you you submit like an email address. That's their verification that you are a real person. Is that yeah. you, that there's a valid email address? So you're not gonna get doxxed or anything like that. Um, yeah, anything like that. Um, but it, yeah. at the very least, like if you can't watch, if you don't have the time to watch the video, come on, you got several days to do this. Uh, just please make it a priority. But at the very least, um, go on the Nerf Reddit read tinker shots article we're going to have a link to that in the description yeah that's a very good article uh consider um pulling those documents and reading them they are not very long reads and please post a comment and prevent um the cpsc from sticking their nose in our business yeah and i would also uh just like to go out there and say i'm trying not to make this a thing of uh I'll just say traditional nerfers versus milsim. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with if you enjoy the hobby in any capacity, and I'm a firm believer that no one has the right to tell you how you're allowed to enjoy the hobby, but things can possibly happen if we don't act now, which can hinder all of us. <laughs> Regardless of how you enjoy this, if you're a LARPer who takes... Uh, blasters out to dystopia rising well guess what you may not be allowed to do that anymore if you are somebody who enjoys the mill sim aspect of it you may not be allowed to do that even anymore i mean and i've heard people argue that well, as long as out of darts is still in business as long as workers still in business etc etc but if this exacerbates and gets to the point where we can no longer go to those sources without either paying an exorbitant some sort of like luxury or import tax or just not be able to buy ammo for our um, foam blasters in general I mean that's when you're gonna be concerned I mean we're gonna all we're gonna have to start making Stefans <laughs> again right. and and just to just to reiterate though this covers all products yeah manufactured sold or imported mm-hmm into the United States. So this is everything. Even our even our content creators, even our 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 hobby um uh designers and creators, uh, the stuff they make has is covered by this cuz it is made, sold or imported into the United States. Yeah. And just uh, reiterate the the heading of this the title of this regulation is the marking of toy look-alike and imitation firearms it does not say for airsoft it does not say for paintball it does not say for any it's all of them yeah every single one of them we were all literally stuck in this together yeah they're so kind of lumping hating together. on your airsoft uh, yeah quit quit hating on your airsoft and paintball neighbors um because some of us that play uh competitive blaster tag and and park blaster tag we still play airsoft and paintball and stuff like that too yeah i know plenty you, of other people yeah. i'm not the exception to that mm -hmm. um yeah so. i'll go out on a limb and say too like anyone is allowed to enjoy any hobby in any capacity no one has the right to tell you you're right or wrong for doing so as long as it brings you joy and you're not hurting yourself or somebody else go nuts you're playing the game wrong bots <laughs> That's what they tell me. Anyways, yeah, we didn't want to be all doom and gloom, but this is very important. We wanted to uh, bring this to people's attention because it is important. At least it's important to me as a, uh event organizer, uh, as somebody who deals with the local law enforcement as well as just people in general, parents usually coming by because they want to know what's up. And uh, yeah, it's, it's important that to be aware of it for no other reason. And you know what? And you said that and that... Uh... Mm -hmm. That's another thing is because in, you know, I've said it before, but in Houston, we have two clubs, right? We've got a super stock club and an ultra stock club. And at our super stock club, we have single parents that bring their kids there yeah. because, you know, they're single parents and they don't necessarily have a whole lot of money, but they can buy their kid, you know, you know, $50 worth of, of, of toys and, you know, be, have them surrounded by by grown men and women that you know are just out there having fun and taking care of them and, and know that their kids they're there the whole time right you know it's not mm -hmm. like you know babysitting service or something but knowing that their kids are going to have good clean safe fun in a public space with respectable honorable people so absolutely so don't ruin that for for the single mothers out there or for anyone, do, do it for the kids right hey that's it's you know it's always important to do it for the kids right 
I don't know. Like it's an emotional <laughs> response. It always provokes people so that I'm going to other other people get to play that card. I'm going to play it. Dang it. That's totally fine. All right. Uh, now that we've got that out of the way, let's go ahead and go into our mod of the week. And yes. our mod of the week is none other than hopefully this is the right tab. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Okay. This is a gear up. Should we say Alpha Trooper or should we say Accu Trooper? Because it was originally an Accu Trooper, but none other than uh, Grim Reaper himself. Uh, oof, I forgot his YouTube name. It's Grim Reaper two four five eight. I'll put a link to his video down below. He did a fantastic mod up on this, uh, basically showing how he modded it all. Uh, how he colored it to make it more in line with the gear up alpha trooper or if there was ever a gear up alpha trooper there was not yeah There's, the closest we got was the accu trooper that he you know based this off of yep and this was one of the reasons why we his actually his video is one of the reasons why we made it uh mod of the week because he goes into such good detail about uh, how he did it and his techniques and you can see how clean his job or his paint job and his work is uh and you know it's a it's a, you know air quoting here a little bit of a simple mod because it's mostly just paint but it's that detail and that meticulousness that really makes it you know stand out and that's why yeah. we chose it as mod of the week yeah and he also uh he also ended up painting the uh the 18 round mag that he put with it i'm sorry 18 round drum yeah so it's that little bit of extra love there. I'll go ahead and let me just show off Grim's video real quick. Uh, this is the gentleman himself. Oops, that's not what I wanted. There we go. And he put all the detail on that drum too. Like yep. he painted the gray and then brought the silver back in on the highlight. It's great stuff. Yeah. Once again, very, this is very Grim well Reaper detailed. two four two four five eight. Uh, Grim, once again. Not not Grimm's. Grimm's is another person in the hobby, but uh, Grimm, Reaper, 458. And he goes into amazing detail in this video. If you've never seen him work, he does a lot of live streams. And uh, it, it's like watching a master of the arts. Um, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, Samson said, surprising, there's still 18 drums out. I felt the same way. But you know what? I think he thrifted all this stuff, too, from, uh, from the Goodwill... Goodwill uh, outlet bins. So nothing was wasted here. He did all the work himself. Uh, he does a lot of integration work. I'm trying to get him on the hobby. So I'm sorry, on the uh, podcast, we can talk about the integration in the hobby and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, once again, Grim Reaper 2458. Go show him some love if you can. Uh, and if you can, uh, just drop by one of his uh, live streams from time to time and just let him know that uh, we sent you. Uh, yeah, cool. All right, our next topic. You want to just go right into it? Yeah, Mandatory Maverick. Woo, let's go and, and read and that. Some hand claps in the chat for Mandatory Maverick. Okay, this Mandatory Maverick was brought to us by... Let me bring up my notes because I should have... Jello Design. It's Jello Designs. <laughs> by Jello Design, um, also known as CK jgeos under under caps at instagram we'll have a link to all these people down below but he did this awesome magfly it's a magfly kit yes but this one recoils oh i did not know that okay then this is uh more so <laughs> impressive to me yeah in the video link uh you can see where he uh he there was it took him a couple different design iterations to get it to reliably the uh, the slide does a little bit of kickback action there is there a video i don't i didn't see the video <laughs> was that not in my link list uh it wasn't on the original like content stuff that we shared a little bit oh. of spoilers behind the scenes yeah we 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 actually plan for our podcasts <laughs> yeah we try to we try and we try once again, duct tape and chicken wire. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't I did see not it drop here. that link in there. Oh my goodness. That's I all right. No like... worries. I'll go ahead and I'll put this, the link. Scrub. That's all right. <laughs> I'll go ahead and put the link uh, down below in the description if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're watching the audio uh, portions of it. I'm sorry, listening to the audio portions of it. The, the link will be there as well too. But it does have recoil, and I also do like. I want to say as a personal gamer touch. I do like the Borderlands flair to it. I know that was like the original intention, but uh, just the attention to detail. Very nice. Chef's kiss. Yes. And shark mouth anything always looks cool. Yeah. You know, unrelated, but there was some blasters uh, that came out. I think like at Ross or uh, Kohl's or somewhere where they had like dinosaur, like tooth blaster, very similar to that design. I absolutely loved them. They were terrible, but they were great shells to stick other things into. Oh, yes. I found a couple of those thrifting uh, mm -hmm. last week. Uh, they stayed on the shelf. Oh, yeah. They're, like just shell wise is what I like. Let me reiterate. <laughs> All right. Let me see. That was Jello Designs. All right, what is our next topic? It should be about none other than these uh, X-Shot updates. Lots yes. and lots the of X-Shot. X-Shot, long shot. Yep. Go ahead and get those loaded up. They should have been loaded already. Mm -mm -mm. Don't <laughs> like that. Don't like that at all. <laughs> well, I mean, so far it's looking pretty good for the most part, you know, with the, this X-Shot long shot. Uh, of course, like last week we discussed that the internals are kind of concurrent design nod to uh orion blasters uh taurus yeah work. and um why well, not ready very... samson says why not ready why not ready because because we're humans and we we make mistakes <laughs> because sometimes the wrong things wind up in the wrong folders on computers yep and that's why also uh, sometimes obs is a pain in the butt and uh, also, to go along with it, the X-Shot performance starts. Mm -hmm. They're starting to show up in bags and boxes uh, in places. So keep your eyes out for that uh, if you want some pretty decent yeah. um, darts. Go. I haven't thoroughly tested them. So I have a few that I've tested, and they're okay. Mm -hmm. um, nothing really to write home about. There is not even molding across the head so that probably causes some of the dart flight issues that i've come across but yeah, yeah i've actually cut some of these down in my worker half kit and i've used them as i guess like slugs i'll call them slugs and they've performed pretty well not okay. as good as like bamboo darts but pretty well and they can't all be winners yeah um but yeah we are starting to see these darts in a bigger packages uh they they're doing what I call the Happy Meal Bags. I mean, I started calling the Nerf Darts that because he came in these little Happy Meal Bags. <laughs> but uh, besides that, we also have additional details coming out about the X-Shot Longshot. Well, the mags are apparently an issue. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Uh, but I, what I also wanted to put out there is a lot more details came out as far as how the uh, plunger system works, which I was really impressed with, and I gave major kudos to, because apparently it's a double uh, double O-ring breach on both sides, actually. There's actually a spring back here uh, between the two major O-rings that actually acts as a cushion or stopper to prevent the uh, plunger head from slamming back and breaking itself. And I actually yeah, rip that rip that out and replace it with a little <laughs> bit of foam and get a little bit extra volume. That's the first thing to do. You could, yeah. But I also found that funny because uh, I'm okay. I'll say for complete transparency, I do not have this blaster at the moment. I don't know if anybody in the states who has a blaster at the moment. Um, but apparently it's hitting about two oh nine with certain darts, and that uh, with a dart and spring combination. Yeah. It's not just darts, it's dart and spring combination. Ah, okay. So they are using a much higher spring. Uh, I think it's the worker... It's one of the worker long shot springs for the Nerf long shot. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to say it's like the 14K spring. Um, 
was uh and um i think it was worker bamboo darts or or the gen 3 darts i don't remember sounds about right ahead but it was worker darts and worker spring yeah but uh anywho they're, they're hitting about 209 with the correct spring and the correct um darts being used sorry i've had a little blank for a moment I mean, it's definitely a uh, nice bullpup designated marksman rifle right yeah. there. Now, actually, I wanted to uh, bring our attention still on topic, but there is a gentleman that runs a channel called Blaster Time. They actually do have a complete look at uh, unboxing and talk about the X-Shot uh, long shot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Samson just commented. Did you guys yeah. see the review on it? And it's like, oh, we just got it up here, right here. Yeah. Um, yes, Samson, we did. We're sharing it with everybody now. I appreciate it. No, hey, I appreciate yeah, that. That's for, what makes thanks the for correcting us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently he does a real good job of like just going into the details, talking about everything, and uh, I'm really impressed by what I've seen about it, but. He did comment on something, which is what I was afraid of, and I probably think most people were afraid of, is the fact that it's essentially X-Shot plastic, which if you have ever used an X-Shot blaster, you know how that is. It can be kind of flexy, kind of weak in some areas, but he says that they've done a good job of reinforcing that, but it's still X-Shot plastic. So take that as you will. It's a 200 FPS blaster that mm -hmm. can get off the shelf for, for less bucks. than 50 bucks. Yeah. It's literally no longer just buy a Nexus Pro. It's now it's uh, buy an X -shot, just long go shot. buy an X shot long shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, one other thing he did point out about this review, and maybe I just might have missed this, is the fact that it, it comes included with a injection molded. Unless I'm incorrect about that, but it was injected injection molded scar barrel. So not a 3D printed one, but a proper, you know, ABS injection molded one. And that's in the box for 40 bucks. You can take that, that scar barrel and attach it to almost anything. Uh, but yeah. Your audio cut, your audio cut out there for a second, buddy. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll just repeat. Uh, it comes with an injection molded scar barrel. So if for whatever reason, you need an extra scar barrel uh yeah 40 bucks decent scar barrel i don't know i can't speak to the reliability of it but the few scar barrels i have used in my personal uh foam flinging career i say with air quotes <laughs> have been uh have been a game changer for me uh samson said i wonder if the barrel is large enough uh for those fancy worker actually that'd be a good thing to see Especially those uh, scar barrels that have those bearings in it. That'd be cool. But, uh, okay. This was also brought to us by Blaster Time. Like I said, go ahead and give Blaster Time some love. And before we click off of this completely, just want to go ahead and comment that there have been some issues reported with the dart stackage. Uh, do I have those brought up and ready to go? I don't think I do. I don't think I put them in the right folder. Oh, well, because I'm a so, professional. <laughs> right. Looking at those pictures, though, the um, mm -hmm. the width of the magazine is well, it's too wide. Um, it yeah. looks like they did some type of weird amalgamation of a katana mag and a talon. So if anybody knows the katana mag, it's the same shape the whole way up, mm -hmm. all the way up to the feed lips. Whereas a talon mag uh, actually has a little bit of a flare around the feed lips. They bulge out past the rest of the stack of the magazine. Uh, and that's to allow it to feed through um, uh, certain uh, breaches. And the uh, the problem with looking at the what x shot did is they made a katana style magazine but they made it the width of the talon feed lips the whole way up so it's like not 
So it's very open on the inside, and the darts kind of double stack and yeah. fall like left and right. They kind of zigzag stack, but not even consistently. So the reason why that's an issue is that's going to put pressure from one dart on the other. They're going to be squeezing into each other up against mm -hmm. the wall. Whereas if they're all kind of stacked right on top of each other, they can't really roll very far from one side to the other and get pinched up. And that's kind of how they work in the mags. Um, and it's just, I don't know, maybe we can put some material down there, like a, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some really thin, not very, like some couple thousandths thick Delrin to kind of squeeze that out and maybe redesign the follower. It's but possible. Then again, though. but then again, why at that point in time and expense, uh, you could just go to Katana Mags or... Talon or mags. buy Talon mags. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I was going to say. I mean, if when I get one, because eventually I do plan to get one, do a review, all that jazz, uh, I do just plan on writing it with Talons. I'm probably not going to use their proprietary mags. And I did the same thing with my Tryon, too. So, yeah, it just depends on, uh, depends on how they fit. Uh, I'm curious because I was looking at the pictures and, and they didn't really have all that great of a shot of it. I'm curious how they fit in something uh, like a Griffin or a Talon Claw or Caliburn, because they have um, in all three of those blasters the mm -hmm. top of the magwell is kind of molded or clearanced to fit the feed lips of a Talon mag, and so I'm curious how that's going to work with that more blockier feed lip that these mags have, considering their width. Yeah, right. Katanas get away with it because they're narrower. And so they fit up into that groove properly. Whereas this one, I'm afraid that because it's so wide and kind of blocky that it's not going to fit in the 3D printed blasters very well. It's curious if, you, if somebody yeah, has a long true. shot and a, and a Griffin or a Caliber and Talonclaw or something like that. Uh, I think even even Spamps, I think, have yeah. that clearance on them as well. That, that kind of um, nested for Talon. Uh, feed lips yeah th th uh, it's just going to be a case-to-case -case, uh situation because like i said as far as i know nobody in the states has access to it at the moment uh so all these information we're getting is from people that have it overseas right and mike mm -hmm. i'm kind of disappointed that everybody's like they're 15 round mags because one of the things in their first advertisements that they put out said 20 round mags Oh, you I go back to the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go back to the original that. announcements. They said twenty round mags, and I was excited. I was like, "Oh, sweet! We'll get twenty round uh, mags in the hobby." That um, you know, another option, and it appears not. They might have done that for quality control, which I will say, I if that is the case, I will give um, X Shot major kudos because I'd rather have a mag that fed reliably, or you know, the double stacking aside, fed reliably for the most part. Um, than opposed to like maybe having too strong of a spring if they're trying to fit in 20. Uh, if that is the case, I'll give them kudos for like keeping that in mind. Uh, but, yeah, but then they kind of failed at it anyways. Because well, the yeah, I, I know. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. But, <laughs> but still, um, yeah, I think most people who would be interested in this either already have Talon Mags already so i don't really think it's going to be an issue um but i agree yeah just something to be aware of i, su I should say yeah it, it's more of a be aware of it because you might have to help out the the new kid that just got this really awesome x-shot blaster and it doesn't know like what to five, do with it <laughs> five spare mags at target or wherever you know mm -hmm. not realizing that the mags are there might be issues so just things Which, for us to be aware of, help each other out with, you know. I will say, in regards to that, if there is an easy fix for the mags where we can hopefully adjust that on our own ends, um, on the consumer side of things, I mean, I mean, that's my major issue with running any sort of half dart mag in general is that you can only get them if you're going to order from, you know, Worker or Outer Darts or even, uh, I think you get them on Amazon, but you have to order them offline or you have to buy a bunch of Dart Zone <laughs> products and use their uh, Talon-esque half-dart mags, which don't actually work that well. Uh, so if there is going to be an option where we could go into like Target or Walmart or any other big box store and get half-length 
pro mags once again with air quotes off the store shelves i mean that's great especially for somebody new coming into the hobby that's great for them my own opinion i agree of course. <laughs> my own opinion yes. of course. no i i yeah. agree with you uh that would be awesome to be able to pick up short dart mags um because you know just the whole oh um there's gonna be a new kid coming or i have a friend that's coming with me and i've only got five half dart mags yeah um unlike surge who has 30 <laughs> katana mags now yo it's, it's actually uh, yes <laughs> yeah, surge surge out katana's me now uh i thought i had the katana collection of a lifetime and <laughs> he i do not know yeah. oh yeah he oh he he very much out katana's me now i i'm at like 20 something and he's like over 30. wow yeah humble brag there right i'm that weird <laughs> guy that has 30 katanas yeah no bro you got more than 30 i think see the, um, the funny thing about that is that my recent war that we had my sister well actually her husband forgot to bring her uh her half dart mags so she was like can i borrow some of yours and i was like you're just lucky i happen to have extra because <laughs> most people would not even part with like two or three of them at a war because i'd probably never see him again but luckily it was my sister so i wasn't that upset by it uh i have mine marked well yeah uh, so do i but that's besides the point <laughs> okay cool um should we go into our last well not our last topic but our next topic yes all right because this is a good one this is a really well, good one because like we're kind of down with uh with the odd and esoteric and weird okay um, i'm just gonna go ahead and play the video guys and uh just the first couple of seconds should get your attention <laughs> i'll just go ahead and pause it here this is a gentleman named kane the mediocre which i uh, go give him some love on youtube in case you're not familiar with him kane the mediocre and uh he's eventually devised or once again i trying to figure out if he came up with this design himself or if he found somebody to make this design or this mold for him but it's essentially a little frag grenade <laughs> that's made out of these uh rubber silicon um is it rubber or silicon blaster uh it's it looks like a silicone ball but uh it's kind of hard to tell without having one in my hand that's i mean true. it could be like normal polyethylene or something like that you know it's like uh it's hard to tell like it could be a tpu or a tpe uh or you know an ldpe or something it's plastic yeah but it, it's really awesome uh i love the idea of frag grenades at nerf events um the only ones that i've really seen in the past are the ones that were on nf strike which were kind of hard and plasticky and you wouldn't really want to throw them at people for multiple reasons because they might break <laughs> or somebody's being or, an asshat they might give them a concussion them. yeah i'm more worried about the opposite somebody being an asshat and just stomping it to, to break it because i've had that happen in a few wars uh in the past <laughs> oh oh uh what is it uh uh a little retribution tag or something like that sort of it was more like those uh uh it, it was actually with the nf strike um i think they're called the claymores where you set them up somewhere and they pop out well oh, so yeah those were cool well someone would see them before they set off so they're just going to give it a kick being like well i can like trigger it before it goes off but they would just end up damaging it and be like well i don't care it's not my problem it's not my property it's not my problem but i don't play with those people anymore so it's all good <laughs> solves that problem yep uh yeah so this one looks good it looks interesting i really hope uh he's able to develop this further mm -hmm. um actually I have a couple more it, photos right here he shows and he he has mentioned he has mentioned that uh about increasing the density of the pockets mm -hmm. so um adding more of those pockets so that you can add more balls and yeah so that's hand molded I'm looking at that picture, I didn't yeah. see that picture before. That's uh, I'm, that's probably silicone or latex. Uh, it looks hand molded. That somebody made. A, and I I seem to recall in the video he said that he had somebody make the mold for him, and then so I assume that he, somebody made the mold for him and he hand molded it. 
Yeah, it looks it looks good. Looks though. great, man. I mean, like I know it's just a prototype, and he he really wants feedback from the community, so that's why we're kind of showcasing him and putting it out there. Uh, once again, that's King the Mediocre on uh, YouTube. I think he's also on Reddit. I could be wrong. Uh, but oh, also I did we... see the post. I did see where he posted on Reddit, mm -hmm. so he is on Reddit. Okay, cool. Uh, I also do have some videos of this. Um, these are videos of pain at a nerf right. event. I don't know where these are. Yep, go ahead. That is like the coolest thing ever. These videos were brought to me by uh, Fallon on uh, Walcom's personal Discord. So, you know, if you're on that, you probably know who Fallon is. I don't know if he's the originator of them, but he's the one that shared them with that the group. That is like the coolest thing ever. And we have another video where they will pop in slow motion. There's a slight flickering effect because it is slow-mo, but you guys will be able to see exactly how it'll pop. Yeah, and uh, Serge mentions the old school Lennard oh, uh, grenades. Uh, well, first of all, those are impossible to come by and they're kind of finicky too. Um, and then also like, you don't really want to hit somebody with those. Now, obviously what I thought of is in regards to HVZ uh, practicality, uh, because you know, you could tag out a whole group of zombies or vice versa. If you were to give these to the zombies, cause in certain HVZ games, they have like a spitter class, uh, where they would throw like a big pillow or stuffed animal at you. Well, imagine if you gave your spitters these instead and oh, that seems incredibly broken for a spitter. Of course it does. That's the point. That's <laughs> <laughs> so broken. No, like usually a spitter, like they have like a cup or a handful of darts or, yeah. you know, something like that. That, that seems incredibly broken for it. I, I don't know, man. The, the last event I went to and it was, it was before it was pre COVID. I'll say that for point of reference. Um, people really didn't care because you could essentially hose people down with proton packs. So <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there but yeah this yeah, is a really yeah. cool little project uh i i'm excited by it i think it looks awesome i think it's got great potential i hope he really is able to develop it mm -hmm. see samson said i think for zombies it would work well uh for it work well for humans on the other hand it'll be hard to tell if you tag a zombie out because they are running actually yeah that's true and also, to play devil's advocate, I would say there's going to be that one jackass that's going to try to, like, baseball hurl it at you as hard as they can, point blank. Because uh, they are have aggression issues, I'll just say that. Yeah, but that then it's... I, I kind of see that just the same as a sock, right? Because somebody, oh, yeah, yeah. like, somebody will, like, fastball pitch a soft right, sock right in your face or something and, like, bonk you on your nose. Yeah. And it, it, it hurts for a second or whatever, but... Um, uh, but the other thing is, and and this is the thing I like about this versus, as Serge mentioned, the old school, the Lennard ones, is mm -hmm. that with this one, you could throw it at the zombie and hit them with it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like beneficial because um, you can throw it at like a zombie that's standing next to a couple of other zombies and actually have the grenade effect that yeah. we've all have not. That we've all been enjoy. dreaming of. <laughs> yes, that we've all been dreaming of. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, once again, um, like I said, Kane the Mediocre on YouTube, he's actively looking for feedback. He also has plans, from what I understand, of making some sort of timer variant. Kind of like, you know, where if you're talking about like CSGO, where you plant the dynamite, as it were, and then it would pop off or whatever. He's also talked about doing some other variations, but he's definitely basing his... Um, I'll just say future projects based off the feedback he gets from the community. So definitely go and uh, go and check him out. Give him some love. Give him some support. Give him some honest feedback. And he even mentioned that uh, this could theoretically do make the uh, the nerf nuke. Yeah, that's right. Like it could like the actual. Nerf everybody nuke. remembers the Think Geek nerf nuke from I don't know what was that eight or ten years ago, whatever. Yeah april fools the april fools kit that they that they would do 
the one that gets reposted every couple of months whenever somebody new joins the hobby and they're like guys have you seen this and it's like yeah yes yes we have <laughs> check the date stamp bro <laughs> all right let me see what else do we have on our bracket the nerf stuff nerf brand now we're back to nerf we're back on brand oh boy <laughs> oh boy oh boy again again sorry guys discord crashed again hello hello there we go Hi, there you go. Are you gonna fix OBS again? Uh, OBS should still be going. It's capturing you just okay. fine. Yeah, we're we're good to go. Oof, yeah, that's it. Um, okay. Let me we're just uh, do that and then do that. And yeah, we should be good to go. Sorry about that. That's how you guys know it's live and we don't pull any punches. Yeah. There's no uh, there's no chicanery going on here. <laughs> Uh, so what are we talking about? Nerf. Nerf yes. on brand. Nerf. Always on brand for the nerfing. Um, okay. So basically. Let me go ahead and bring those up. Are you sure? Are yeah. you sure? There we go. Okay. Yeah, we're cool. good. Hold on, let me just Are you sure we're good? Go ahead and talk. Yeah. Okay, just I let me talking. let me know, guys, if you guys can't see Blaster at Arms. Uh, he should be live. He should be good to go. Yeah, I can see myself again. Yay. Alright, back to okay. brand. On brand. Back to on brand. Okay. So, uh, this uh, little article was uh, shared, of all places, on Reddit. Uh, I won't comment one way or another on Reddit. If you like it, cool. If you don't like it, also cool. Uh, that doesn't change the importance of it. Which is apparently in the UK of all places, Nerf is having training camps. <laughs> training camps for what? Well, that that's kind of like the real topic that we're all like in discussion over. Is this Nerf ball? It could be Nerf ball. But why has he got a? Uh, is that the fate or the pilot? I can never remember. It looks like the fate. Okay. So why has he got the fate when on the Nerf Ball promo video that we did with Mr. Football Superstar uh, on a modified basketball court? Riddle me that one, Batman. Um, <laughs> that uh, that they had like modified strifes mm -hmm. and this dude's running a vacuum ball blaster. That's what it looks like. Uh, which looks not like Nerf Ball. So, I mean, all I can say is that they're possibly changing the game up as they're going, which is, you know, <laughs> I, I guess it's good. I mean, it shows that there's some progression there. If they're going with Rival instead of, like, Darts, I mean, well, sorry, when I say Rival instead of Darts, I mean, like, the Rival Rounds instead of the Darts. They could be doing that for accuracy purposes, especially if this is supposed to be smaller arenas, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to speculate. Clean up. Well, clean up. Honestly, clean up for rival is way easier than half darts. Yeah, that's true. So that could be like we don't know where the the pushback might be coming from. You know, if people are having to pick up half darts and they need to clear the arena to get the next game up and, and running uh, now. Yeah. So there's there's that possibility. So. Also, UK we'll find has. Out. Wait, hold on. Uh, Surge said. Also, UK has a 130 cap for public play. Oh, that could be it too. All right, uh, I do have a video just in case, for whatever reason, you're not familiar at all with Nerf Ball. Here is the video, which well, that's a crooked. It shouldn't be crooked. Oh, uh, <laughs> we are professionals here. We're professionals, sir. Professionals. <laughs> May unlock and fix that. Can't even get our video orientation right. This is on point. It's true. Uh, 
I All mean, right. Nerf balls seemed interesting. Like, uh, not necessarily my style of play, but you know, I'll I'll compete in anything, you know, blaster tag wise. I mean, at least once, as long as it's not team elimination. Don't Why not throw team that elimination? Stupidity at me. <laughs> Why not don't, team? Don't throw that stupidity at me. <laughs> You're not a fan of team elimination, I take it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, uh, can you find a dumber way to play the game? I'm, I'm sure there's one out there, but <laughs> I mean, that's that's certainly, uh, you know, top of the cake. Uh, it just there's no. It uh, distills the game down into. Uh, mm -hmm. It destroys a lot of the tactics. So I like objectives on the on the game field. So. Oh no! Yeah, I totally agree. Like I. I will say, for the record, I have nothing against um, any sort of team-based tactics. I think, if anything, learning how to function in a squad or a team is important. But I also understand what you're saying, too. Yeah, totally. Because eventually it boils down to either who is the better, quote-unquote, marksman. And talking about marksmanship with nerf <laughs> blasters is kind of laughable in and of itself. But uh... No, it's... it's it it comes down to who who can manage their their flywheelers uh <laughs> the better. best yeah yeah i mean honestly in a 5v5 game and this is uh this is backed up not this isn't just me rambling with uh mm -hmm. with my concepts of tactics this is 100 percent proven you, know, you don't believe me look at uh look at the oh wait hold on the last, let, last let just... tag event bolts sorry it's kind of got the video up and going i just want to oh, pause oh, right here good. real quick because this is right here that is a nerf strife or at least a perceived strife with a half oh, length a adapter that is a strife that is a very particular battery compartment door mm -hmm. that is a strife and i don't know if you can see there is an extension on the back where the stock would be which is probably where the uh, battery battery is so they are looking at what we're doing and this is an old video i'll preface this by saying this is an old video it's been out forever what is this october I think so. I think October 2021. This came out during the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. I, I would look it up, but I don't want to waste time anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, team elimination. Uh, in 5v5, you run four flywheelers on the field and one very good long-range pump-action springer. And that's how you win. Regardless of tactics. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot overcome that on the field if it's team elimination. It's just impossible. So it's that that's how the teams have to be arranged to win in five V five team elimination. I'm just really more um, concerned and confused, I should say, more confused than concerned with if this has any correlation at all to these training camps that we've been hearing about. Yeah, I don't know uh that's that's that was my curiosity is because the guy in the picture the promo picture for the training camp mm -hmm. he's just got the rival acuball shooter and not like a strife or um you know a modified strife or anything like that yeah. or even or even the ball in his hand right like he's nothing in his other hand so what's going on there yeah, I don't know. It's it's very weird. I, I'm hoping, if anything, all they are doing is properly advancing the sport, and I'll say that with air quotes, the sport, um, to make it more approachable by the general public. I mean, I know that's a common concern that I have with players that come out, especially new players that come out. Usually they're younger with their parents, and they're excited to use their new T-Rex Strife that they bought it walmart on clearance for 20 bucks and they get outgunned by uh somebody with a perseus or somebody with a with an fdl or what have you and they get upset because they're shooting stock quote-unquote blasters and uh you know they, they don't have the the competitiveness there you know and they're not able to compete because it's like hey if you want to compete you're gonna have to like step up your game <laughs> Well, the, the counter to that is mm -hmm. um, if you're concerned about that, have loners. Like a oh, lot yeah, of the guys course, in our course, clubs. Yeah. yeah, a lot of guys in our clubs, they have loners. 
So if that little kid is out there and like he's trying to work his little blaster and it's, it's just not, not it. going <laughs> to perform for him, but he's but he's treating it with respect, like he's not throwing it around and going to break it, right? Mm-hmm. Like then then somebody will usually offer him a loaner of you know a modded strife or something like that or a spectrum or something and say hey uh, try, try this, this one yeah. and it's something that's zipped up to you know 100 120 fps you know something a little more competitive oh yeah so. yeah that uh, we usually have loaners at our wars too for just those reasons um but i just wanted to throw out there because i i have i'll play devil's advocate and say i have seen kids that are like no i want to use this and it's like okay cool use it you know don't come crying to me when, <laughs> when you're getting tagged out <laughs> right uh stay close to me kid if you want to come with me if you want to live yeah although on a side tangent but very related to having like younger nerfers on the field if you're playing something that is objective based like capture the flag they're great runners just be like that's your objective go get it i got you covered yeah (laughs) they have a lot more energy than i do yeah. All right. Uh, Serge, Serge commented on the the five v five thing. Four FDLs and a caliber. <laughs> That's how you win. It's exactly how you win. I mean, it's true. But yeah. with the FDLs, you have to worry a lot about ammo consumption. And I don't know all the details about that Nerf ball thing that they're proposing uh, because it might be a thing. I think I, is it Speed Dart? I think Speed Dart has like an ammo restriction, like two hundred darts per per team or something. The speed dart international stuff that's going I around think yes so. they, yes just like the uh the actual um ion rush mm-hmm. and uh the ion rush that was adapted by the blaster tag association there is an ammo cap uh even at space city foam we run like competitive we have 2v2 games it's very similar to ion rush it's a flag push game and we have an ammo cap per team mm. and so you know, it's part of the tactics, resource management. You got you're you're playing a different game here, boys. Basically, which isn't a bad thing. Once again, it's not a bad thing at all. All right, uh, should we move into our final topic, which is our going to be our, our rambly topic? Yes, our rambly topic. Okay. Except that it's nine thirty, so you're out of time. All right, I'm out of time, <laughs> guys. Sorry. Um, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm joking, uh, but I'll. I'll tap on it lightly unless you sincerely have to go blaster no i'm good man i want to hear what you got to say about this okay so what i have to talk about is um essentially is something we talked about during last episode i touched on it which is hvz and creative commons and uh boy do i have thoughts about this (laughs) it's because i've always seen it brought out places where people will say you can't charge for HVZ. That's entirely true. Entirely true. You cannot pay for access to the rules of HVZ. However, you're entirely within your rights to pay a venue fee and require players pay a venue fee if it is a venue that is being rented. You see, the original rules for HVZ were made uh, by college kids. And I say that respectfully because I used to be a college kid myself. And as such, they didn't envision HVZ to be played off campus. And they wanted it free to play for everybody who was on campus, which kudos, more power to you. But I do not feel that they sincerely thought that, hey, this might be a game that other people might want to play, like at malls or like at a private residence. You know, I I have plenty of friends. I live in Texas who have ranches and stuff like that. And as a result of that, I feel that their initial claim to HVZ rule sets do not apply to an expanding venue. How can they? I've seen plenty of people take the HVZ rules and interpret them in different ways. I mean, that's... I won't comment on the drama, but that's how we went from HVZ to NVZ to End War, which is what it's called now. Um, And once again, I won't comment on it because I know that's a whole hot issue there by itself but i'm referring more to this notion where it's like you cannot charge for hvz you're right i cannot refuse you on grounds of monetary means access to the hvz rules i can however charge for a venue 
if you're coming to play at my HVZ event. I also can, however, change the rules for HVZ and then charge for that venue. A uh, perfect example of that is, I think, Ball Mutation Madness, I think it's what it's called. Uh, I don't know the gentleman yes. personally for it, but I do know that he goes through a lot of work to get that whole mall reserved just so they can play there. And I sincerely doubt he's paying all of that out of his own pocket, if I'm being entirely honest. I sincerely doubt It is doubt pay that. to play. Mm -hmm. It is pay to play there. And... Um, uh, I have seen where he's discussed it and it's several thousands of dollars yep. to run that of uh, to rent that mall for one night. For one night. They run guys. that mall from like uh I think it's somewhere around like six or eight o'clock. Eight o'clock to like six in the morning or something like that on mm -hmm. a Saturday night. Um is mall madness. And yeah, I mean <laughs> rent them all for a night it's going to be several thousands of dollars oh yeah i'm talking in the order of six to eight or something mm -hmm. so it's it's quite a bit because essentially they have to keep the lights on for you <laughs> as it were well they have the, the security guards are there mm -hmm. you know they're paying for the security guards to be there still yeah so that's after hour security that's going to be overtime um and you know the mall wins because you know they're going to make eight thousand dollars in one night or, or however much it is so for a mall to deal with you know this one problem for one night and you know it's a few thousand dollars so cool mm -hmm. you know they get like a week's worth of rent from somebody for one night yeah basically but there is a lot of stuff that goes into that um kyle spends a lot of time hashing out those rules a lot of his personal time mm -hmm. and his personal money doing it uh i see him talk about some of the stuff that he's done that should be somebody I've we try to get the on the podcast if we can kyle absolutely kyle if you're listening we're coming for you <laughs> but um yeah to kind of bring things back full circle yeah i'm just i get very annoyed with people talking about how hvz has to be free and it's it's like there's too many variables for you as a college kid to think about when you're writing a rule set that's going to grow past you. To be blunt, it's going to grow past you. And, you know, if the original creator of... I'll, I'll put this challenge out there to you guys. If the original creator of the HVZ wants to come on here and debate me, I'll gladly debate them. You know, and respectfully, of course. But... I sincerely think that when they wrote these rules, they were not intending and not planning for this to grow bigger than their own little campus that it was showcased on. I'm going to be completely honest. And I know well, my now understanding was mm -hmm. that, that the reason for them being creative commons was so that they could be run at any college campus mm -hmm. by anybody and nobody had any type of domain control over it. So yep. how do you do that? You make it creative commons. Yep. Um, but on the other hand, like if you have venue fees, it's mm -hmm. reasonable to request compensation for venue fees. Exactly. And that's anything Creative Commons. Um, there, there's anything Creative Commons. If you are using, if you have something that's access to Creative Commons, say Creative Commons art, okay? Mm -hmm. And you put that on a t-shirt. Now, there's, you know, there's a question about how much you can technically profit off of that t-shirt. But somebody can reasonably you pay you you know to compensate you for the ink the press time the t-shirt the you know, the material itself um to to get that creative commons art on a t-shirt that they can wear mm -hmm. and so that's reasonable compensation in that area even for something that is um non-commercial yeah i i agree with you i didn't know uh no debate or pushback for me in regards to that. Well, it's in the Creative Commons. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's explained in the Creative Commons. Even if you, even if somebody reads just the there's yes, there's the whole verbose legalese of it, mm -hmm. but they have kind of like F FAQs that kind of explain the details of well, how how can I buy this art on a T-shirt? Well, this is this how you go about that, it. That's yeah. how you do it. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can't turn around and take that art and slap it on a t-shirt and 
print it out in mass and put it up in your store saying hey this art's for sale yeah well, that is that's, that's the, the line right mm -hmm. just trying to explain it for people no no yeah yeah <laughs> i appreciate your <laughs> comments yeah and you see and that that's the that's the issue where there's so much confusion because whenever people comment on something like hey guys i want to run hvz i have you know this this property this land whatever uh, i'm gonna charge i don't know let's say 20 bucks a night 30 bucks a night whatever it is right and then right away you're gonna have somebody in the comments or somebody in whatever forum discord whatever conversation it is you can't charge for hvz because it's creative commons it's like i'm not charging to play i'm charging for you to come to my place basically <laughs> Hey, we're having an HVZ here. It's free to come, but there is an entrance fee to get to the property. Basically. I mean, it's no different than the bandana at End War, mm -hmm. right? Like, you got to pay for that bandana. Yeah. I mean, there's... Which is paying for HVZ, you know, access yes, to End War. Yes, exactly. But, you know, you're just calling it something else. And um, yes, I have been so. I have been to the End War a couple of times. Well, this is NVZ. This is back in 2016. I consider that my official entry into the hobby space, but neither here nor there. But yeah, the, that those are my thoughts on HVZ. And I'll say for the record, I love HVZ. I love HVZ. I love End War. I love that kind of creative space where a bunch of people nowadays kind of play specifically for those big type of events. That's when you go and meet up with your friends, you know, you party up as it were uh, to, you know, kill some zombies or whatever. And, uh, you know there's whole people there's a whole culture now that's just pro hvz and we would see that i think it was about 2016 2017 when zombie strike came out even nerf was starting to uh i'll say embrace it even though they couldn't directly acknowledge it because you know the whole modding stuff right but uh yeah i don't know i, I just don't want people to get the wrong idea and think that i'm against hvz because quite the opposite I'm just sick and tired of people hiding behind Creative Commons or throwing it out there like a shield when it's like, do you even understand what you're saying or why you're saying it? Yeah. And just to uh, just to tap this back to our first initial topic about mm -hmm. uh, going to that website uh, and leaving a comment um, on that rule uh, again uh, about against the consumer product safety commission's regulation of uh toys and imitation firearms mm -hmm. is that that regulation will directly impact hvz's oh yeah that will absolutely have a direct impact on the ability to even have an hvz whether whether you gotta buy a bandana or not mm -hmm. entirely true entirely true but besides the point i think that's it i mean i think i'm all talked out in regards to that topic um, all right excellent anything else you want to throw out there blaster you know anything you want to put people's attention to uh, uh any projects you're working on i'm working on all sorts of stuff good There's lots of lots of lots of wheels turning in the back and plates spinning on sticks um <laughs> We actually working on our own kind of little HVZ thing that we're gonna run up here later this year. So nice. uh, get ready, get ready. Hopefully in a few months we'll have something to announce for that, and hope that you can make it up here. Oh, I'll definitely um, try, man. And definitely try. The plan is that it's going to be fun, whether it <laughs> the is or plan not. Is that it's we'll going see an execution. <laughs> That's great. All right, guys, that's it. I'm Bots. Uh, this is Blaster at Arms once again. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. You guys are showing us so much support. And uh, yeah, I'm out of here. Peace. Later, guys. <laughs>